This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know, I got questions about the Minnesota Vikings. I got questions about gopher football as well. And our next guest, he tried to brush me aside. I said, no, 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 no. You're going to come on the Lake Show. You haven't been on in quite some time. And I need to chat with you, my friend. And that, uh, my friend, it would be Jim Rich, sports anchor, Fox 9. And he's joining us here on the Lake Show, courtesy of the John Schuster Gold Banker Hotline. Jim Rich, how you doing, man? Real good, real good. No, no, no. You have such a star-studded lineup on your program nightly that I thought there was no way there was room for a small act like my own. Here you go, so man. That's why I was going like, okay, you're going, but he's, here you go with, here you go with the small act stuff. See here, you're a big, t- you're a TV person. Come on, man. You're on TV. No way. You're, you're, you are the star. I'm just a bit player. You have a whole <laughs> show, right? You're on for two, three hours. You're on after Wolves games. They give Hold me. On. I watch you two every. Minutes, two I watch, minutes after the after the weather guy's done. Every 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 Sunday night, along with what you do throughout the week, every Sunday night, I get to watch you talk Vikings football with Pete Bursage and this past Sunday Chuck Foreman. I mean, you're just going back and forth with with some awesome people. And you're you're hammering Pierre Newsom twenty four seven, which I love. I love what you dig at, at Pierre. I love that. I, I love what I love when Pete goes at Pierre too. But yeah, no, you're a big deal, man. I want to have you on the show, but but I'm thankful that you're joining me on the show. And I want to start with the Minnesota Vikings because all right. I don't know what your expectations were for the Vikings. I came into this year and I didn't have any. And I said that because I just didn't know, like, I didn't know what what Kevin O'Connell's thoughts were going to be on how he was going to alter the offense if he was, what his impact on Kirk Cousins was going to be, uh, were we going to see any improvements with the defense. But they're 9-2. and They've played awesome for the most part. Your thoughts on just the way that the season has has kind of shaped – shook it out with regards to maybe what you expected to see. Well, I agree 100% with you. I had no clue what to expect when this team opened training camp because we didn't know anything about Kevin O'Connell. We had all new coordinators. Everybody that could be changed basically got changed out. The only thing that didn't change were the players. So ownership was saying that, We believe in these players. We believe they have talent. We believe they can be winners. They just weren't getting the right direction. And so 
you know, we knew Zim. We knew his staff. Those guys have been around here a long time. They had been winners in previous seasons. So you're kind of looking at this with a little bit of skepticism that just changing the direction could actually change the fortunes of the team. And granted, their free agent acquisitions really fit in perfectly with this group and complemented what was here. And they've got the belief. And when a sports team starts believing in themselves and not have that attitude of waiting for the other shoe to drop, like, okay, something's going wrong here. We're done. This team feels somebody's going to step up, that there's a guy here that can make a play and is going to get us out of this. And so far, that, that, uh, that pattern has worked. I don't think that Kirk Cousins is having a better season this year than last no. year. I don't think that he is, but I do think that we're seeing a better version of him um, just all the way around in terms of like he's willing to run more. He's more comfortable in his own skin. He's more relaxed. He's rolling with the Kirkle chains bit. Like I, th- this version of Kirk Cousins, I appreciate more than all of the other versions that we've seen in years past. Right. Statistically, what did everybody say? What was the knock on Kirk? He could fill a stat book. He could fill a record book, but he couldn't fill up the win column. That's where he did not excel. He was a 500 quarterback. Exactly. 500 was his record coming into this season. Now they've changed it up. They've said, you know what? We want you to throw more 50-50 balls. And the reason you can is because you have a guy like Justin Jefferson who makes a 50-50 ball 80-20 in his favor every time you throw it to him. So that's why he could do it. Plus, O'Connell knows him and says, hey, I I don't care if you make mistakes, right? If they're trying to win a game, we're going to let it slide. Where I don't think Zim, you know, Zim was all about controlling the football, that we have to make plays that are have high percentages of us maintaining possession that we run the ball so my defense doesn't get tired out, those kind of things. So that's a change for him. But, you know, he has confidence now, and he feels it that he can win. Because I've talked to him, and he said, last year I was better. And I'd walk out of the stadium going like, I was good today. I was good, and we lost. And he says, now I walk out, and I go, God, I should have had this play. I should have done this. I should have done that. That was the mistake, and we walk away winners. So he goes, I'll, I'll take the winning over perfection anytime. Yeah. Talking to uh, Jim Rich from Fox 9 here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. All right, so the Vikings, when you look at the injuries that have occurred, they're on the defensive side of the football. I know that the secondary has been kind of beat up and – and we've been able to actually hold it down relatively well despite some of those injuries. I, the, look, the, the the draft class has done nothing. Lewis seen out for the year, uh, and I'm not blaming him for his injury. Uh, Andrew Booth Jr., um, it sounds yep. like he could potentially be out for the year with the meniscus, although the, 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 the Vikings did roll the dice with him. He had massive, major concerns with regards to injuries, and they said, you know what, this kid's too talented. We're going to go ahead and roll the dice. It hasn't worked out. We, we know that the defense um, has shown to be better than last year. But for this team to make waves in the postseason, 
where do you think that they have to hang their hat? Because I believe, Jim, it has to be getting to the quarterback. Because I just don't if, – if that if they if that defensive line doesn't get to the quarterback, I just think that once we get to the postseason, good quarterbacks are going to tear this team apart. No, I, I agree. I agree. They have to step up the pressure on the quarterbacks, and they have to stop opponents from running the ball. They're giving up way too much yardage. Uh, the stats this week say they're giving up the second most yardage of any team in the National Football League. It's over 390 yards per game. So they're bending, right? But then they step up and make a huge play with a Patrick Peterson interception, with a Harrison Smith stumble, with a Zadarius Smith sack. You know, but they have to get off the field quicker. They can't let these teams go on these big drives, especially in the second and third quarter. The opponents basically do whatever they want, right? The Vikings come out, opening drive, boom, touchdown. Seven of 11 opening drives this year, they've gotten at least six. Then you see the fourth quarter, Vikings own that. That's when the offense takes over, and they get the job done, they get the turnovers. So they've got to get more consistent. And you're right, it's got to come from up front, especially with your secondary as thin as it appears to be the rest of the way. You've got to not give those quarterbacks time. And I think one is to stop the run so they get manageable third downs instead of giving their opponents third and two, third and three. They've got to get them third and six, third and seven, third and eight. Then they can go after that quarterback and put that pressure on that you want to see. All right, let's transition to the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Uh, I think that I was one of many that was impressed with the fact that we were able to, uh, you know, bring home the axe. But I was disappointed, I got to be honest with you, um, with P.J. postgame. In the midst of celebrating a victory, he threw in, I guess, commentary from the week prior or criticism um, that he didn't like about the Iowa loss. And look, I get it. I get it, PJ. You don't you don't like it when 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 the critics are chirping a little bit about um, tough losses in games in which um, you are that close to winning, and, and it's a rivalry game. But PJ Flack, who I like, okay, let me state that for the record. I think he's he's doing a good job um, here at the University of Minnesota. I think he stepped in it, and I think that that the comment. I'm dead serious. I, I think that the comment yeah. uh, was unnecessary. He brought attention. He drew attention to himself that he didn't need in the wake of a victory. Absolutely correct. Absolutely, stay above it. Don't get into the mud slinging. Don't go down there and see. Look what I did. You guys thought I was this, but look at this. Because then that look makes you look like. You're not confident in what you're doing, that you're second-guessing yourself, and you're thinking your bosses are second-guessing you, right? Mark Coyle is going to keep P.J. Fleck for as long as he's here. I mean, those two have been tied at the hip. They work well together, and Mark Coyle loves having him as his coach. So I don't know why P.J. went there. I know that that Iowa loss really crushed him. Like he said that it was the worst loss he has ever had as a coach because he said everything was going the way it was supposed to. We were doing what we wanted to do, and then we didn't get it done. And, you know, I'm sure he looks at this year like we did, that this was their chance to win the Big Ten West. The schedule was in their favor. No Michigan, no Ohio State. 
Wisconsin is struggling this year. Iowa's not, you know, their usual powerhouse. So there was a clear path yep. to get to the Big Ten championship game, and they missed. So, yes, winning the Axe is great, but this was your window to jump up like they did in 2019 when they went and won the Outback Bowl, right? This was another step for them to move the program forward, and they didn't get it done. What grade would you give P.J. Fleck in the Gopher football program this year? If you had to give him a letter grade. Oh, boy. B minus, C plus. You know, okay. it's just kind of, eh. You okay. know? I got you. I, I, you know, I, I don't see it being a standout year. I mean, you had so many great pieces back, too. You had that core four that they were talking about the beginning of the season with Tanner Morgan, with Moe with the the center back and all these guys back for one more crack at it. And then you saw the schedule. So you had all these pieces there, you know, and then when Chris Ottman bell went down, that was the end of their passing game. It just disappeared. Yeah. And you were not expecting that at all. So I'd say C plus maybe B minus. Hey, Jim, I appreciate you joining me tonight, man, on the late show. And uh, I'll be talking to you soon. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Lake. We'll have you here on Fox soon. As soon as the uh, Viking season wraps up with the Super Bowl, then we'll figure out what's going on with your Wolves. Super Bowl, homeboy. All right, Jim. Exactly. All right. Take care. That's Jim Rich, sports anchor, Fox 9, joining us here on The Lake Show. We'll take a break, come back. It's time for Word on the Street next. I don't know. You tell me. What is the Word on the Street? That's what I want to know. That's why I've got Christopher Tubbs here. He's going to lay out what the word on the street is, and I'm going to react to the word on the street. Maybe I'll be excited. Maybe I'll be depressed. Maybe I'll be angry. Let's see what's uh, happening out there in the world of uh, sports and entertainment. All right, let's get to it. H. Lake Will Smith says the Oscar slap and Chris Rock was an explosion of anger that was years in the making. Oh, we knew that. But also seemed to partially put the blame back in Chris Rock's court. Now, the actor was on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah last night and once again tried breaking down what led up to him storming the stage to strike Chris Rock across the face during the live broadcast. Mm. He said flat out it stemmed from rage going on back to his childhood. He explains that he went back to being a little boy who used to watch his father beat his mother and that he was going through some things that night which erupted in the violence. Now, he also makes a plea to the audience, telling them to be nice to each other because you never know another person's troubles, which almost felt like an excuse for the slap before he noted it doesn't justify his behavior. Of course, the reason he's going around talking about it again, because he's on a press run for his new movie, Emancipation, which may see him in contention for another award next year. Of course, the question is whether or not it's too soon for him to make a comeback, but he's forging on with his 2023 Oscar campaign anyway. Asking Hollywood to forgive and forget. Flick comes out in uh, December. I definitely, look, was I disappointed that Will Smith went that route? Yeah, absolutely. There's no question. Nobody should look at that and say that it was okay. But I do think that we're at the point where I, I think we're going a little bit overboard now with this. If they had a back and forth from one guy pointing his finger in the other guy's face and all that stuff, whatever, and they had a fight, mm-hmm. we would have been over this a long time ago. Now, I, I I get it. This is not a street fight. This is different. He assaulted the man. I, I totally get that. But On national TV. Yeah, yeah, no question, no question. But I, I think that, they, look, we talk about second chances. 
is uh, Will Smith. Yeah, I, I don't like the cop out for being like you know there were no, raking. there's no excuses. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's no like, excuses at all. I think this actually painted him in a worse light, in my opinion, because it's like just don't. I don't like the shifting of the blame. To say I was wrong. Yeah, exactly. Say I was wrong. I think you'll have more people respect it rather than try and make excuses. Speaking of making excuses, this just, it doesn't surprise me. It makes me sad. The mother of the alleged Club Q mass murderer uh, was arrested just after the shooting for going ballistic in her apartment and then going off the rails with the cops. Laura Vapel was allegedly screaming at the top of her lungs at 3.30 a.m., three and a half hours after authorities say her son took a rifle and killed five people at the LGBTQ nightclub and wounded 17 others. According to official documents, cops were on the scene at her apartment where she was, quote, warned multiple times to stop yelling or she would be arrested for disorderly conduct. Now, cops say she continued her rant and when officers tried to arrest her, she became combative and physically resisted them. She's charged with resisting arrest and disorderly conduct. Of course, her son, Anderson Lee Aldrich, is facing five counts of first-degree murder and five counts of bias-motivated crime causing bodily injury. It just, you know, we continue to say, what's that phrase we say a lot of times? The apple doesn't fall too far from the... Yeah, Apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Man, did you see the interview that his dad did last week? Yes. It's just, how can these people... Unbelievable. How can they function on a daily basis? Oh, I, oh, he's not gay. I'm just glad he's not gay. Like, uh, how how do you justify your actions? Like, day in and day out. It's unbelievable, man. And And, I mean, some of these people are getting no... Leadership, no mentorship, no guidance from home, and it just it makes them sad. I don't know if you're a big Jonah Hill fan. I like Jonah Hill. I like Hill. Jonah Hill, yeah. I think he's great. Very underrated. Well, he's gunning to legally change his name, but you don't need to call him anything different. It just means a lot of paperwork for him or his assistant. Now, according to documents, the actor whose real name is Jonah Hill Feidstein, or Feldstein, filed a petition this week in L.A. to legally drop Feldstein from his name, so he's just making his stage name official. Now, they say he simply wants the name he's gone by publicly for years to be his legal handle. It's all a rage, apparently, nowadays. As reported, Aaron Paul from uh, Breaking Bad, Jesse Pinkman, his last name is actually Sturdivant, also filed for a legal change to Paul earlier this month. Hmm. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it just it makes sense. Absolutely. Like, when I, when I initially saw the headline for this, uh-huh. I thought it was a bigger deal. Like, I th- thought he was going to do some some weird, like, oh, gonna... world meta piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... Right? You know, Ron Artest, the world meta piece. Uh, oh, but no, man, this yeah. makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> I don't know if I could look at Jonah Hill. I, if he changed his name to, like, Fluffy, fluffy hey. buttermilk pancakes or something. I couldn't. I couldn't get with it. Would you look at me different if I changed it from Henry Lake to The Lake Show? No, <laughs> no, I would. I, would. I, I would totally and judge should. you. I would totally judge you. Hey, and speaking of a guy that we pretty much judged, and he doesn't care. Tommy Lee, the uh, drummer from Motley Crue, he's dealing with a new break-in at his crib. Good thing is no sex tape was taken this time, but the suspects did make off with some strange items and left his home looking like a hotel room after a Motley Crue uh, party. 
Cops alerted the crew drummer that there had been a break-in at his Calabasas area home last week. And according to the L.A. Sheriff's Department, Tommy hasn't been living in his house. He's actually selling it, but he rushed over to check out the damage once he got wind of the burglary. Apparently, someone got in through a back glass door and absolutely trashed the inside of the home. Now, the Sheriff's Department says the thieves or thieves broke glass lamps and even one of his side gates. As for what they stole, just a bathroom mirror and some cabinet handles. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, remember way back in 1995, a contractor infamously stole a sex tape? Yeah, that's the one where uh, Tommy's driving mm, a boat. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's, I don't know how he does it, but it's super impressive. Uh, the one with him and uh, Pamela Anderson. Yes. But yeah, so far there's been no arrest in last week's burglary, but the total damage is estimated around 5K. And as reported, uh, he listed the home back in September for a second time. He tried to sell it back in May of 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic. No luck. Uh, but, I mean, Megan the Stallion and Nas's homes were also hit when they were out of town. And Arsenio Hall's pad was actually hit twice while he was home. So wow. I, I know we're making light of it with Tommy Lee. I love Tommy. I, I grew up a big Motley Crue fan. Uh, the show Tommy Lee goes to college where he goes to college in Nebraska for a semester was great. But this, this is scary stuff. Yeah. Like, you don't ever want to feel, you know. If you could ever violate Tommy Lee, I don't even think that's possible, but I think this is probably one way that you could do it. So, thankfully, nobody was hurt. I'm just going to wrap up Warren on the Street. Coming up next, though, I got to talk about leftovers from Thanksgiving. I'm still eating them. Should I? Next on the Lake Show. Oh, Paul Douglas say, yeah, it's been a fun day. <laughs> For who? For who, Paul? Yeah, has it been fun? <laughs> Paul, for who? That's a, a fun subjective, right? I mean, I, I certainly didn't have fun looking at all the red on my GPS on my way in. Or those people that decided not to brave it and didn't come into the studio. Yeah. You know, people who live in the same part of the metro that I do. and Fun. Decide not to come in because it's not fun on the roads. I made it. Fun for them. Yeah, fun for them because they didn't have to white knuckle it. We had the most packed studio tonight, though we've had in a long, long time. Oh man, I, I, dude, I, I'm between be the change and crooked lines. Man, yes. I'm telling you, I cannot, I cannot tell you how much fun it was. Just to to look. Well, hold at, on, now it wasn't Mardi Gras. Well, <laughs> man, you don't know what I'm doing over here. <laughs> you think I'm producing this stuff? No, man, I'm I'm like three, four steps ahead of you. Oh man. Don't judge me. All right, so I got fun a qu- subjective. I got a question for all the people out there at six five one four six one nine two two six. It's a simple question. At what particular point is it a no no on the leftovers? When is it a no no on the leftovers from the Thanksgiving meal? Thanksgiving last Thursday. It is now Tuesday. Is it over already? Or can I eat on leftovers from my aunt and my other my other aunt for the next couple more days? Six five one four six one nine two two six. And when we talk about, we know that everything has an expiration date. Mm-hmm. How quick are we going to hit the button on the expiration date for certain things? So, like for instance, do I think that there should be anything wrong with eating more sweet potato pie the next day or two? No. Dressing? 
Nope. Now, now, when we start getting into the meats, different. Meats and dairy are different. Especially dairy. Like meat, I, I could see, you know. What, what about th- banana pudding? Oh, no. I, I, think, I, I, didn't, I didn't eat any banana pudding because I didn't want any. Okay. I think, I think pudding, pudding you'd be okay. Yeah, I, I think pudding you'd be okay. Turkey, definitely. Dre- you know, dressing, stuffing. Yeah, I'm done potatoes. with the meats. You're like, done I'm, with the meats. I'm, okay. not, I'm, not, I'm not eating any more turkey. Okay. I'm not doing any ham. Um, yeah, I just, to me, my, you know this about me. Yeah. Because I've said this on the show numerous times. My favorite part of the meal is the dressing. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite part. So I could eat dressing for a week. I'm dead serious. Yeah. Dressing with cranberry sauce, I could do that. But people are saying, no, you cannot, you can, you should not be eating leftovers after the first couple of days. And I'm like, no, you're wrong. No. No, I, it, potato, uh, well, I, I think mashed potatoes, I think are okay. It, dairy, like anything that's got any cheeses in it, I'm a little more hesitant. But, I mean, it's like, Dressing to me seems like it's okay to me. And, and I mean, how long, like, how long do you figure leftovers are going to last? If Thanksgiving is Thursday, I mean, do you figure within a week? Like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I was looking last night. I was looking like, oh, this stuff's still good. Okay. See, it's got to pass. And that's Monday night, though. I was going to say, it's got to pass the smell test, too. Oh, for sure. I mean, you can't just. if, If colors are changing and it's been left out, of course. You're yeah. not doing that. The colors are changing. It's like Joseph in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah, I'm going to have all sorts of different colors on my food. Yeah, I, I, you know, I used to. It's interesting because I used to be Mister. If I feel like it could go bad, I have to throw it out. No, you. But hold on, hold on. Full transparency. But I've changed. If you, yeah, no. But if you feel something's up or something's wrong, mm-hmm. you're not going to eat it anyway. You're not just going to eat it because it's leftovers. No. Well, see, that's. Th- that's that's where I've changed though, because I, I remember right. I was working. I think it was Paul and Jordana when they were still together, and there was this whole conversation about like when when does food reach that expiration? Like when do you feel is the best time? And I the the feedback was I was always throwing things out prematurely. Really? Okay. And I, and I was wasting food. Okay. Because I told him I'm like you know if I've got if I feel like it's coming up on and I you know. They're like, no, 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 no. You can push it a few more days. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm I'm gonna push it a few more because I'm like you, like if I have leftovers, like that are in the fridge, I feel like it's my duty. I have to eat them, even if I'm not hungry for them. I have to eat it because otherwise, I feel like I'm wasting money. And, and that's maybe that's just my cheapness or my. You know, maybe, maybe that because I didn't have a whole lot of money growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my family didn't my family didn't have a lot. You know, I didn't have a lot growing up. So I had to really, you know, make sure that I didn't waste anything. And I, I kind of relay that to my daughter as well. And but, man, I, I feel like yet yeah, dressing potatoes, mashed potatoes, you can let those go. I mean, what do you have? Do you have vegetables as well? Do you have like green beans or? Oh, there was there was green beans. Yep. Okay. Are those are those gone or do you still have? Yeah, those, those are gone. Okay, those are gone. Those are gone early. So you're just you're mainly talking about the the dressing. Yep. Okay. And and, and the sweets. There's the still sweet. there's still like some cake and there's but like I feel I, I feel like cake. You can I feel like cake. You can have. I that actually for, put some cake in the freezer. I actually okay. put like pound cake in the freezer. Okay. See that's. That's, Sweet potato pie, I've been tearing it up. Oh, see, I, 
I must be the only person in the world that just does not like sweet potato. I tried sweet potatoes. What's once. wrong I, with you? I, 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 well, that's a loaded question. But I mean, if you're going to ask me why I don't like sweet potatoes, I I don't know. I just I've never found like sweet potatoes and the marshmallows in it. I just it's never it's never been my thing. It's never been. I, I'll take regular potatoes. I'll take like garlic mashed potatoes and things like that. But I mean, sweet potato pie is. Is that easy to freeze like it would be with any other? I mean, like any other freeze pie? it, eat it. Well, ain't no, no, but, ain't, ain't no, no need for me to freeze it. No, I'm just gonna eat it. What you talking about? So, I don't oh, know. You put, oh, you put the pound cake. You put the no, pound I put cake. the pound cake in the oh, freezer. Oh, okay. See, see, I, I nah, bro. Okay, the sweet potato pie is done. For That's good. Okay, it's gone. All right. What you talk about? Okay. See, because we had we had banana cream pie this year. Oh, like, okay. We 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 changed it up because I was telling you before the show. It was just going to be the three of us this year, me, my wife, and my daughter. And I figured that, you know, going to do something different. You know, maybe enchiladas, meat, you know, something low-key. Well, in my 12-year-old, she's like, I really want turkey. I really – because she loves, like, stuffing, dressing. Like, that's the main thing she wanted. So, naturally, had to get the turkey and everything with it. So, we kind of threw that together last minute. Uh, and then, of course, we didn't, you know, there were no other pies, but there was a banana cream pie, which you know, was still fine. That's funny. So we don't have any, we don't have this leftover conundrum, but I'd say, man, you're good. As long as you, you know, you go in there, you know, maybe you take a fork and you kind of, you know, kind of mix it up a little bit. If you don't see any mold, pass us a smell test, you're good. <laughs> All you're right, good. Com- coming up next, final segment of The Lake Show on a Tuesday night. All right, I just want to say here that I'm extremely, extremely, extremely thankful for what I have. I know that we're coming off of Thanksgiving and everybody was talking about how grateful they were for this and for that, and and I am too. But I wasn't working on Thanksgiving and I wasn't working the day after Thanksgiving. I didn't work yesterday, so I'm back today. But I did want to express being grateful and thankful for what I have and Talking to you guys and listening to you guys, having conversations with you all in the span of the last week in itself, I've got friends on Facebook that have lost loved ones. Um, I've seen friends that have had to deal with, you know, some illnesses. Not every single one is major, but it's impacting their lives. So I appreciate love and respect from all of those people out there that pick up the phone, check in on your loved ones, your friends, and have that open dialogue and communication. Last Thursday, I was able to, on Thanksgiving Day, I went over to Masonic Children's Hospital and hung out with um, a friend of mine, a young lady by the name of Braxton Battaglia who you may have seen her in the photo shoots that we did this past summer at the um, over at the lake and over at the uh, Sebastian Joe's ice cream um, shop in Linden Hills. She, a couple of years ago, was battling cancer, be cancer, because she's awesome like that. Unfortunately, her cancer has come back. And so she had to be readmitted to the hospital. And so I went to uh, hang out with her and spend the day with her 
over on Thursday for a few hours to watch some football, right? That's what we do on Thanksgiving. We 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 watch football. Yeah. So I sat there and watched football with her and her her mom and dad. Her sister well, wasn't there at the, at the time, but I've met her sister before. And I just enjoyed it, man. Hanging out with one of my young buddies. Um, cherishing that time spent. And just trying to lift them up in any way that I could. So I bring up all of this, not just talking about Braxton and Braxton, we love you. With I'm thinking about you clearly because I'm talking about you. And happy belated birthday because Thanksgiving was Thursday. Her birthday was Friday. So now she's a teenager. She's 13 now. Oh, man. See, now. Oh, so. now it's about to get. Oh, yeah. her dad, Dan. Okay, look <laughs> out. But I mention this just because when we talk about being grateful and thankful, I think that we should express it more. I don't think that we express it enough. Yeah. I, 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 I try to let my friends and family members know that I care and I appreciate all the love and support. And I just think we should all do it more because you never know when that person that you maybe haven't talked to in a couple of days or a couple of weeks or a couple of months when it's time. Yeah. Yeah. I I had a, I just found out a really good friend of mine from Sioux Falls uh, lost his stepfather on Thanksgiving and it, it gutted me. To, to find out about this passing. And I immediately, it's one of those people that I love the friendship that you can text them at any time of the day. I mean, it was midnight and I'm like, okay, I can send Jerry a message and he's not going to be offended. Uh, but yeah, it just, it does put it in perspective and it is Thanksgiving the day to give thanks. But I think every day give thanks for what you have. And, and I think you're right like to to check in on your friends and make sure that they're doing okay. And, you know, because just that little phone call, that little something, yep. that may mean the world to them because they may need it at that time. I'm with you, man. And I, I don't I do not do things for the, the accolades and the props. Man, these are the littlest of things that you can do. Go visit somebody on Thanksgiving? Man, this makes sense. All right, we're out of here. Talk to you guys tomorrow, Timberwolves tonight. And the Lakeshore at 6. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.